Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Let's take a look at a couple of headlines that investors will be paying attention to today. Mm. And I think this might be good news. The Great Resignation apparently not so great. Tell us what's happening yeah, here, Ryan. So I think yeah. that is good news for markets and maybe that's why we saw markets continuing for a third day in a row in the green on Wall Street at least. So we've been talking about the great resignation, right? No, COVID-19 has been tough on a lot of people and that includes how it's changed the priorities of people working. They've maybe felt that some things are more important and they didn't find it in their current workplace and they decided to leave. And that's why I've been seeing waves of people just quitting, finding new jobs, greener pastures and so on. So that's been going for a couple of weeks or months and now it seems like maybe it has lost some steam going by the latest numbers. Mm. And this is with the JOLTS report, the Jobs Opening and Labour Turnover Survey in the US. So it has shown that job quitters declined by 4.7% in the latest round in October. So this falls to 4.16 million from 4.36 million. So you are looking perhaps at things are stabilizing in the um, jobs market and maybe that's a good sign for businesses in the US. What does that mean though? If you have lesser quitters, does it mean that maybe there are lesser job openings? Okay, so if you look at the job openings, it is also going up. So now you have an interesting picture where Mm. the economy is churning out more jobs as well. So right now we are looking at the total number of job openings at 11 million. So that is an increase of 4.1 4.1 million or rather 4.1% and this is showing the number of openings exceeding wow. those looking for jobs by 3.6 million but there's always this mismatch where mm. people might not want those jobs or the skills don't match those yeah. things so, so not quite an employee market yeah uh-huh. it is that way so if you look at okay. where we are now we have still quite some ways to go before going back to pre-pandemic levels in terms of quit rates. Right now, the quit rate is still 24% above where it was a year ago. So it Mm. has kind of lost steam, but still quite high versus where it was before uh, COVID-19 levels. Mm. And a lot of of this actually also has to do with pent-up actions, right? So I think when the pandemic first started, people were scared and they hung on to whatever jobs they Mm. had. Yes, And it was uh, only a year later that they saw, okay, there might be a tendency to move towards recovery now and maybe I can finally resign from that job and find a new one, a better one. It's very interesting and we are talking about this situation in the United States. Trying to draw a little bit of correlation. Mm. Uh, Yesterday, there was a Skills Future report that pinpointed skills Singaporeans urgently need in the next three years. I think it's Mm. on the Straits Times. Um, So, you're looking at these jobs and skill trends in three sectors and uh, the uh, Education Minister Chan Chun Singh has called them uh, key growth areas for the country. Go go pick up a copy of the Straits Times and, Mm. and, and read all about it if you are planning something. You know? One of them is carbon footprint management, managing ethical conduct, expanding digital. Uh, so it seems like there are yeah. jobs, but you know we don't have the skills to match. Uh, yeah, you know exactly, exactly. So I, I think a lot of people, because they have considered that, uh, are not 
quitting their jobs to uh, find new ones. Yeah, Scared, yeah, right? Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah. Moving on, China is also making headlines, Ryan, I understand, and has been for the last few years, that crackdown on its tech sector. This looks set to continue, doesn't it? <laughs> it does look that way. So <laughs> yeah. that will be in focus for markets. Um, so we've got the crackdown going on for quite some time. You might remember uh, Jack Ma's and group really kicked things off sometime back in 2020 November um, when the IPO they were supposed to have was cancelled. Mm-hmm. And then you had DD choosing and amongst other things, you've got many countdowns across many sectors. So the latest is China apparently is drawing up a blacklist that will make it harder for new tech companies to raise foreign funding and list overseas. So this is really in line with how I've been hearing. Um, They've been not happy with some companies going overseas for listings. They've been trying to encourage more of them to come back into the greater China region. And also not happy with the VIE structure, which is the variable interest entity structure, which has been used by many Chinese companies as a roundabout way to get around capital control measures to allow foreign investors access to investing in China. So that's one thing that will be in the crosshairs in the coming months. All right. Uh, we're taking a look at some of the headlines investors will be paying attention to today. We have got a report of concern, uh, this one out from DBS. It's it's all about reopening stocks either near bottom or they have just rolled out the Omicron correction. Mm. Tell us more. So if you are doing some Christmas shopping for stocks, here is a list <laughs> for you to look at from DBS. So they in essence, are saying the worst is over for the stock market when it comes to the COVID-19 impact, at least the Omicron impact. So here they are looking at a couple of scenarios. They have painted three of them and they have also said, no, look out for three areas, aviation and aerospace, and that will include the likes of SATS, SIA, SIA Engineering, Mm. and then Hospitality REITs, the likes of Escort REIT, Far East Hospitality Trust and counters linked to the domestic reopening. Comfort Delgro, Fraser's Centerpoint Trust, Maple Tree Commercial Trust. So the idea here is that Singapore's, well, the worst is over. So these type of reopening names will benefit from the rise in activity in the coming months. So this would be the best time to jump on these stocks according to DBS. So if you want to buy yourself or a loved one a gift of stocks, now you know exactly what to buy (laughs) according to DBS. That's an interesting present, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking. I was trying one day. I've given you a gift. What? The gift of stock. Yeah, and and this will keep on giving, you know, especially if it's wise. Yeah, if you buy right, all you need to do is stay in for the long haul, Mm. buy and forget about it. In a few years, you'll see the, the rewards good, huh? Very good. Not very romantic, but very pragmatic. <laughs> I think these days we can get away with pragmatism. I understand that it also gave three other scenarios, DBS. Yes, so there is the event where the vaccines are effective, but you've got a very contagious um, scenario. And then you have the best case scenario where Omicron, highly transmissible, but similar to the seasonal flu. And then the best um, or the next scenario is where it is not as contagious, but existing vaccines are Ineffective. So a lot of details that you can read into in mm. the Business Times. Okay, uh, very quickly, Ryan, let's run through the calendar for today. What are you watching out for? Okay, so today is all about China in terms of data. And this is where the factory gate prices will be in focus with the PPI or Producer Price Index. Mm-hmm. And this is where factories, in essence, in China, how much they pay for their raw materials and goods, how much they are subject or suffering from the impact of higher commodity prices. And in a way, that 
is really um, closely watched because it is passed on to other countries. You know, what's made in China will be will be bought by other countries and then passed on to consumers like you and me. So right. that's going to be one to watch because the recent readings have been quite high and this has been hitting records recently. But the good news is there have been some easing of those cost pressures. So there'll be one to watch in China. And the other event to watch out for is a summit being hosted by US President Joe Biden. It's called the Summit for Democracy. Mm. And this is where you've got more than 100 countries and regions taking part and it will have on their agenda countering authoritarianism, combating corruption and promoting human rights. So a lot of countries, Singapore not invited, Mm. but we have a couple of ASEAN nations there, Indonesia, uh, Malaysia and the Philippines. And it is going to be one to watch because we might get some headlines around what the US is trying to push for and drum support for its agenda. Mm. Mm, indeed, I think the invitation list has been criticised for being quite political and the fact that a country like Singapore wasn't invited. Uh, we're busy. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.